Welcome back, everyone. It's been quite a long time. We've taken a very, very long hiatus, but this is season four, episode three of the Two Pairs of Brothers podcast. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, a childhood friend of ours, a very, very dear friend, Hamza Patel. We welcome him to the show. We've got a really exciting episode. Welcome to the show, Hamza. Hey, guys. I'm really excited. Thanks for having me. What's up, Hamza? Hey, Hamza, how's it going, man? You forgot to send us your bio, man. Come on. How am I going to do it? Dude, I don't want to mess with all that bio data and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot a lot of dirt on him that we could have pulled out in his light and give it to us. Yeah, I don't think the background check is actually back, so we don't even know if Hamza's like, qualified to be on here. Dang, dude. Why you called me out like that? I just sent it in last week. Hey, come on, dude. It's, it's, uh, it's paperwork time, huh? Yeah, it's a lot of those little logistical things we have to get moving forward for that next phase of life. Such, you know, it's been a it's been a nice six months. I, I don't know if it's been nice, but it has been a period of six months since we last recorded. <laughs> um, but uh, I think a lot has changed in all of our lives, and um, especially uh, in you know Mahad and Hamza's lives, I would say. Um, but, you know, we can get started with Hamza, you know, kind of giving like an update on, you know, what's new in your life, what's changed and uh, move forward from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, For y'all that don't know me, my name is Hamza Patel. I have known these guys. I've known these Anifans since I was like eight or nine years old. And I got to know Mahad and Zayfa well when my friends Abdullah and Daniel went to UAB. Um, But yeah, so I just, well, I'm not done yet, but I'm about to be finishing up med school and I'm going to be starting residency uh, July 1st uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. And so it's definitely a new place. I'm going to Johns Hopkins, actually. And so it's been a big transition of like figuring out places to live, things to do and like finding Muslim communities and things like that in a brand new location. Yeah, so similarly to Hamza, I'm also on the verge of graduating medical school. Uh, it's been quite the journey and hopefully here it comes to a close i'll be starting my residency also on july 1st but uh in a world away still on the east coast in augusta georgia uh here here pretty soon inshallah inshallah big moves for both of them what's been the most challenging part of Hamza transitioning into this uh, it, new phase of- yeah so i think the biggest challenge is just getting ready like so for me right so i lived uh, in a dorm for four years uh, when i went to vanderbilt and then i lived at home for four years when i was in med school and so i finally like found an apartment and things like that but like thinking about what i need to bring like furniture clothing toiletries like bathroom stuff i've never had to like think about living in an apartment especially by myself and so that's just been like a lot of transitions of like going back and forth of like what all will I need as I move forward not just for like obviously residency which will be very busy but just for me as like an adult living by myself I hear you I hear you it's similar to me I think as I start this new period of my life I honestly like you know I got to know Izan and Afan through people in college like just like you Hamza I've never really had to like create new friends or new social circles. I think that's going to be pretty challenging. Uh, it's just like, you know, growing up, I feel like a lot of my social circles been handed to me and, uh, I'm going to a place where I legitimately know zero people. Uh, so that's good. That's going to be interesting for sure. Honestly, I also agree with that. Cause like, especially with college and medical school, 
you have these systems built in to get to know people, right? Like you have these orientation events and things like that. And I guess you do have a little bit of that in residency, but like you don't get to really make friends as easily when you're working, especially like as an intern. And so that's a, that's a good point of just figuring out how to balance social life with sleep and work and all of that. Absolutely. Azan is also on the verge of graduating. I am. I've got a little less than a month left and it's been a long journey. I feel like these three years have felt like the longest three years of my life, but Alhamdulillah, we're almost there. Uh, yeah, I'm just ready to be done with school. I think, I think we all are ready to be done with school. I know Josef has been done with school for a while and he's living the life. You know, I've talked to him about this many times where he just, he has the rest of the day to himself after work. That's what I want, you know, just, you know, have my own schedule, you know, watch basketball, hang out with my, you know, my wife to be obviously <laughs> just, you know, just chill, you know, and I'm ready for that. So inshallah, ready for the next phase. I think. We're all growing up so fast. You know, I feel old. I'm 25 now. Mod's about to be 26. Hums about to be 26. Fon's about to be 24. That's that's unbelievable. I don't even. He doesn't look like he's a 24 year old, but uh, everyone's getting old. <laughs> yeah, man. It just seems like yesterday we started this thing. I don't know how old I was at that time. Maybe like 19. You were, we started, what, 2017, September? That's crazy. 18, 19. 19. I was 19 years old. Oh, Lord, five years. 19 years old, dude. I feel like the accurate midpoint of our, this podcast journey was when Mahat finished his first semester of med school. I still remember that episode. We recorded it at our house. Oh, was that, um, before we went to... Yeah, you guys were going to Dallas. Yeah. Dang. I, I still remember that day because he was like, man, I just finished my first semester of med school. And that, that feels like the midpoint of this. And it's now, crazy. Now he's about to, you guys are about to start residency, which is, is wow. insane to me. Big moves. Big moves. Was, I didn't know Zan was actually in law school. The map he tweets about the Celtics. I'm unsure sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> man, my Twitter always stay popping. I just hit 10K tweets, actually, so. Oh man, when is that gonna be ten K followers? <laughs> yeah. Right now I'm at uh two ninety three followers, so hopefully that goes. It sounds like you're preaching to the choir. You know, surprisingly a lot of the a lot of the fan bases have I would say like people like Azan who are like lawyers who tweet a lot about their teams. Like I know that I, I follow a lot of Rockets Twitter people and there's like two or three of them that are lawyers. Yeah. And they um, tweet like constantly about the the Rockets. Well some national writers are lawyers like Nick Duncan. Yeah. Then you've got like Andrew Bailey and all of them. So maybe there is like, you know, a path carved out in that, in that industry. Yeah, I'll do it for my free time. I actually just made a Twitch account. So I might like start live streaming, like certain breakdowns and stuff. So. Ooh, okay. Right. So I'm getting prepared for that championship. If it's an avenue of me, you know, maybe making a little bit of money on the side, why not make it a sort of a side hustle also? It's a ho- hobby of mine. So if I can earn some kind of money from that'd be awesome but right now i just do it for fun and it's pretty rewarding so not to shout out adam silver or anything isn't he a lawyer yeah isn't that a career path for you (laughs) you guys know i'm an adam silver fan and uh support support the man when time comes adam silver you know he is what he is (laughs) that's all i gotta say 
Hey man, yeah, I, I think I support Mod on this. I'm Team Adam Silver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking for the, the best for the league, man. Come on. Yeah, I'm looking out for all those those people in those positions in this world. You sound like Kyrie Irving of Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're making they're making a little too much money for my company. <laughs> they did they did go through their their uh, their respective struggles and made it to where they are now. So respect respect Adam Silver. What's up with you, man? What's up? What's new with Not you? Nothing much, you know. Just life goes on. Still in Atlanta, Georgia. Just, I'm just going to work, you know. Like Aizan said, got the got your nine to five or whatever, ten to six, you know. Sometimes, but it's just life goes on. Come home, watch some, you know, NBA, watch some Netflix, just hang out with the wife. And, Did you just you know, say ten to six? Yeah, you know, I, mean, I set my own Dang. hours, man. Sometimes man, I, I, I like I, that. I Oh, I show up at like ten, ten thirty sometimes. Especially in Ramadan, I'm mean, really bad. Nice. Just like I wake up at like nine forty-five. I'm like, all right, I gotta go. Beautiful, that's beautiful. Yeah, I need that schedule in my life. And then you know, just helping Mahad move, or I guess Mahad decide where he wants to move. Uh, that's something I was gonna ask Mahad and, and Hamza. I guess is like, how do you decide like what pl- what part of the city to live in? I mean, I guess you probably want to live close to the hospital, but like, is that like a tough decision? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, so for Baltimore, especially, safety is a big concern uh, just because it's one of the more dangerous cities in the nation. And so for me, I, like, have some friends that are, like, in the area and some, like, family friends that have, like, lived there for a little bit. So, like, I asked them, like, you know, where to live. Because I definitely want to live inside the city um, just because, like, it'll be easier to commute. You'll have more young people in the area, things like that. But so I definitely, like would have tried to if I hadn't gotten the apartment that I did I would have tried to spend more to like live in a safer part but I was able to get a good deal to like be in the same area in a good apartment and a good location yeah somewhere for me I I wanted to be in a part of town where uh you know a I felt safe and b I had stuff to do outside of uh you know being a resident so I chose to live somewhere that was close to the mustard uh you know, just being connected to the community at a level that's beyond just being a physician was something that I thought super, super important. And that's kind of where I decided to live. And that's one of my priorities when I was look when I when I was searching for a place as well. Yeah. You know, something I think we hear about a lot is like in your engineer is like that work life balance and I guess the non existence of a work life balance. How do you think y'all plan on like trying to tackle that and like spending, you know, whatever free time you get doing things that you enjoy? Yeah, I think one big thing is trying to get close to people really quickly, whether it be like people in my intern class or people like Muslims in the area. I have like one of our good friends. Um, she's a PGY3 at Hopkins right now. So she's about to finish and do a hospitalist. Her husband has grown up in the Baltimore community. So I'm trying to get like uh, people that he knows. They apparently have like a basketball group that tries to play like every week and stuff like that. So I'm trying to get connected with them as quickly as possible because I think that would be a lot of fun. But definitely in terms of work-life balance, uh, for me, I have, I think when I'm on inpatient general medicine, it's Q4 28 hour call, which essentially what that means is every four days you'll be working a 28 hour shift when you're on your inpatient month. So like we'll definitely be busy uh, a lot of the time. And so it'll be interesting to see how I balance that as best as I can. Yeah. I think for me, it's kind of a two prong kind of thing where, 
I want to cultivate whatever I can outside of medicine, kind of see what kind of hobbies I can get into. You know, being in Augusta, hopefully my golf skills improve somewhat. <laughs> but finding the time to, you know, just, you know, engage with who I am as a person. And then I think for me, rather than, you know, uh, I mean, I hope to make new friends and search for new new uh, kind of relationships in life. I think just kind of doubling down on uh the pause, people pause real quick. Pause. Pause right there. New relationships in life. Hmm. Oh, no, that's very vague. Oh. <laughs> New relationships in life. Kept that. Kept that real vague, huh? Very mm. interesting. But you know, just uh, kind of doubling down and making sure I stay connected to the people who helped me get to this position. So that means my family, my friends, and everything in between. So yeah. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, y'all will definitely have to come visit when I'm out there. We can go to D.C. and Philly and stuff like that. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I've actually never. Oh, well, I think we went when we were like very little, but I don't remember, you know. So I would be excited to come up. Hopefully, y'all can uh, find your way to Augusta, or y'all can text me, and you know, I'll always be down for a little bit of a trip. Yes, sir. You, you'll be you'll be an hour away from uh, Haytham. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. But yeah, so, uh, Zeta, how have you been balancing the four o'clock balance of, uh, you know, being a, a tax manager uh, and, uh, you know, I would, I would say my job is probably significantly more chill than probably being a physician. Uh, I mean, there's some busy times during like quarter ends or like year ends. So there's like some, but I think overall it's about finding things that you enjoy to do. Like I'll play basketball, get his on to come down from Athens, we'll ball on the weekends or, Usually in the weekdays, a lot of just spending time with my wife and doing things around the house and stuff like that. But I mean, really, it's just, I think it's finding stuff you enjoy, honestly. But my job is, I would, again, just, it's not that taxing. Oh, no pun intended. No, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> that was a good one, man. That was, that was well done. That's great. I mean, you have two jobs, basically, you know, your husband and you're uh, an accountant. That's uh, something I wouldn't. I'm not saying that being a husband's probably a job. It's not. It's probably like you know, you know, making it sound like. So as long as long you stop bringing yourself from marriage like, that way, you know. <laughs> hey man, in a job you get paid. I think being married is volunteer work. Exactly. Zeka is on. How do y'all feel about uh being in Eastern Time as a new Eastern Time person? Oh. I talk about this so much. It is the worst. Eastern times, especially if you have like friends and family most of the time that all live in central or even I guess mountain or whatever Pacific, but mm-hmm. Eastern I think is the worst. And one positive, I guess the only really positive is if you're like, if you like doing late Maghreb or Isha, that they're, they're always later. I think Maghreb's usually at like 8.30 and Isha's like 10. So I mean, that's who you are. But like, if you're trying to watch any sports or anything like that, everything is later and it just sucks. Yeah. I mean, my thing is my only gripe for this is pretty much sports related. If I'm trying to watch watch like a West Coast NBA game, you sometimes the tip off is like 10:45 or you know 10 o'clock. So and by the time that game's over, it's like one in the morning. But I yeah, it's not fun. Obviously, lived my whole life in Central Time basically, but then I kind of got used to it, you know, eventually. But obviously, I prefer Central Time. But like Josef said, it's uh. It's not ideal by any means. I will say the fudger is nice. Sometimes fudgers here sometimes ends at like yeah. eight, 8 a.m. So like if you're that makes it really easy. Yeah, if you if you have trouble getting a fudger, then 
you know, Eastern time might be for you. So I don't think Holmes is going to be having trouble <laughs> getting up at 5 a.m. when he needs to go to the hospital. Yeah, so let's say 8 a.m. I'm going to be rounding on my patients then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think for Eastern time, it might be kind of nice being on the East Coast in residency just because, you know, the sun does set later. Uh, I think a lot of people get like, you know, kind of depressed when they're like getting to the hospital when it's dark, they're leaving the hospital when it's dark and have some like an hour of sun in the, in the afternoons or the evenings that you can enjoy. I think that'll be kind of nice. That is true. On how you've been handling the wrapping up the first two years oh, of yeah, the school grind and. I guess now you got the biggest one of the biggest tests in your in your life probably. Yeah. I so yeah, um I am wrapping I just wrapped up my second year of med school about two weeks ago. Um I've been kind of in what we call the dedicated period where you just study all day basically for an exam that most of you guys are probably familiar with, the step one licensing exam. Um yeah, but now it's pass fail. I'm the first class seeing a pass fail. Um, so there is less pressure on this, this one more on the second part now. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've been taking it more chill. Like, I feel like I would be studying like a good 10 to 12 hours if it was scored and I'm more at like seven to eight hours, maybe on a good day, probably 10 hours. But, uh, also during Amazon, it's a little harder because there's a, there's a time in the day where there's diminishing returns where you're really hungry and, you know, those you world questions, they don't, they don't make any sense at that point of the day. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been good. Uh, I'm excited to be done with the first two years. You know, I would say I wasn't much of a fan. I, I, I don't know if Mahad and Hamza, you guys were, but, uh, I, I think it was, I mean, it's nice having your own schedule. Uh, it was also really nice being online because I definitely had a lot of my own schedule. Um, and um, I know I'm going to lose that, uh, going into next year, but honestly, like it just felt like, college which is serious taking a bunch of extra courses you know so it just felt more like the same just more of just studying every single day so i'm excited to actually go into the hospital now and i think it'll be a nice transition but yeah um it's been good you know just i've been at home it's these first two years were mainly me you know adjusting living back at home with my family being away for college for four years uh i know hamza talked to me about this when i was uh, first starting med school, he's like, yeah, it was definitely a transition period. Um, I did feel the transition period, you know, you, uh, there's a lot of advantages, you know, having home cooked meals, being with your family, getting to spend time with them every single day. Um, but naturally when you spend a lot of time with some people, you know, you get into little arguments, these little nitpicky things, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then you have a little bit unex, uh, like, you know, you get put with chores that you weren't expecting, <laughs> like, you know, vacuum here or like take out the trash here, um, bring back the trash bins, like check the mail, like clean this part up, all these extra things that, you know, when we were living at, uh, in the good old Moretti days, you know, we didn't really, uh, I mean, we always obviously had like some stuff that we had to do to keep the, you know, apartment tidy and whatnot. But like, you know, when you're, you have a house, you live with a family, there's some, some extra responsibilities, but, um, no, it's been good. Uh, I think, it depends on if I do stay here for residency or if I go out, I think it's going to be a transition. Um, first of all, you know, hopefully get married at that point. And then second of all, maybe going to a new place. I think, uh, I think being away, um, for college in that regards helps. And then, you know, I was talking about how I lived in a dorm. We were lucky enough to live in a dorm and live in an apartment. So we kind of went through that process of like signing a lease and, you know, 
all those little things that come with, you know, getting an apartment. So we, I think having that experience is, is good. Um, but besides that, yeah, can't complain. Uh, I, I see you guys, uh, pretty often. I haven't seen you in a while, but, uh, I end up seeing, obviously Hamza, Hamza's here in town, so I do see him all the time. Um, but at Mod and Design, I do, I, I do see them a lot more than I expected in these first two years, which is, which has been good. Yeah, we'll say, sorry, go ahead, Mod. Uh, yeah, I'm... yeah, I will say definitely it was a transition at first, like moving home from like, you know, having the studio independence of being in college and like kind of being able to do what you want when you want. But I will say after the four years, I definitely, it was probably the best decision I made in med school. Both like, yes, financially and like having the perks of like having meals and whatnot, but also just like having the ability to like, you know, spend time with family while you're here, have like people over when you want being close to the masjid since I feel like if we were other places, we would be like more in Jackson and things like that. And so I feel like overall, it definitely like looking back at it, like I would not change the decision at all of coming back home. Yeah, I agree. And I, not, not to take a shot at some of my classmates, but I, sometimes it baffles me for people who have family in town that they live in, like in an apartment. Um, because honestly, like the, the drive to the med school is not far from most of the suburbs. And, uh, I think both what you were saying financially and kind of like on a personal level, I think it's a, it's a great decision just to live at home. And like for me, it was easy because like, you know, first of all, we're, we're like, I don't know. There's a, there's an extra, like kind of an un, unwritten rule when you're, when you're kind of DC or Muslim that, you know, when you're coming back home, you should live at home, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, I didn't even think of like, personally, didn't even think about living somewhere else. Um, yeah. I, I think that I, I think I agree with 100% what you said and like all, all the benefits. I mean, I don't think there is any negatives, first of all, but the, the positives have been, have been really good. Exactly. And I do, I feel like it's kind of has been like, I feel like every single person uh, in our community that kind of went to med school, like all the people above us also lived at home. So I think it's just like kind of been one of those transition things. And, you know, I have a lot of classmates as well that like, you know, have families in the suburbs and have like, will live in an apartment and stuff like that. And I think it's, I think it's just like a difference between like, you know, like Desi Muslim culture and like, predominantly white southern christian culture of like yeah. as you get older you kind of have this independence that you feel and then you just kind of keep that separation and like stay with your family close but not necessarily like with them in uh like the same household yeah i think it also has to do a lot with the, the parents themselves like they're like super excited when their kids leave for college you know they're like oh yes we're finally empty nesters you know they're like very very pumped when they send off their kids to college and if you like contrast that with like our Desi parents, they're like very, very sad, you know, when their kids head off to college. So I think it has a lot to do with the parents themselves. Do you think that'll change as we're, we have kids and we're growing up or do you think it's going to stay the same? My kid's staying at home, bro. He, he, he ain't leaving. <laughs> no, I, I think if, if my, my kid was in this position, I would, I would tell him to stay at home. Um, I don't know. I think it's just a, it's a smart decision. Now, obviously you can have the independence to like go wherever he wants, you know, for school. And if, if I'm not in that area, then yeah, for sure. Live on, live in an apartment, but if you're in the area and it's a, it's a, a very easy, accessible, um, place to, to be every morning. I don't, I, I would prefer that he lives at home. Right, he yeah, or she. Pretty interesting topic, Saifa. 
Uh, I think like comparing the pearls that our parents put into us of growing up and seeing which of those will translate into into our future children, inshallah, or which ones won't. I don't know. There's a lot. I feel like it's gonna hopefully be there, but there's some stuff I can definitely see that just growing up in America as a second generation, which I guess our children would be, it's probably like a lot of that stuff won't translate. Uh, I don't know. I think that a lot of the things that I was restricted from doing um, as like growing up and then in the moment felt like, oh, why, why can't I do this? I feel like I'm going to adopt those, you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah. Kind of, well, give us an example. I don't know. Like maybe like, like going to like a homecoming dance. Okay. Like we weren't allowed to go and go to homecoming. I know some, some people were, you know, and that's something like, I feel like I have a discussion, you know, with Rama when we have kids on if that's allowed or not, you know, it's over. I don't know. Something like that translates. <laughs> But if your if your kid comes up to you, I really want to yeah. go. Are you gonna say but no? It's, it's like if it's like a thing everyone does. Like, let me let me let me address. If my kid is adamant about going to homecoming dance, I've kind of failed already, you know. Because yeah. like, why why are you why are you so eager to go? Mahad, if he's begging, if he or she is begging, there's yeah. a reason he's begging. There's you something know? fundamentally. There's something but like wrong. you see on the other side is like. Homecoming, for example, right? If we, if all five of us went to high school together, right? And we were like, we want to go to homecoming to have fun with our friends. And we're like, yeah, we're going to stay with each other. We're going to hang out. And then afterwards, we'll go to like Whataburger or something, you know, just something random, like hang out like we would normally. Well, you hope that kid goes to Whataburger after. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I thought of something that was open late night. It was the first yeah, time. Yeah, Waffle House would probably be. Yeah, more of something. But like, if it was us five, right? Like, for example, when we were in Birmingham, we'd hang out late at night. You know, um, mostly it was playing board games and stuff. But like, if for example there was something to do, and we we're like, let's go to homecoming. I feel like if our family were close and our friends were close, and like, uh, if for example, let's say these are our kids, right? And like, we know each other. And if that were the case, like, I would see no problem sending my kid to homecoming. Mm. Uh, on the flip side, right? If it's like this kid and like, and we've grown, you know, maybe not uh, as good of a Muslim community or something like that. And he's in more of like the public high school setting and he wants good at homecoming. I would want to sit down and have more of a conversation with him. But I feel like, for example, right? Like if there's like certain holidays, like Christmas and things like that, like I'd want our kids or I'd want my kids to be more, you know, Muslim, try to like celebrate Eid, things like that. But like if it's something like homecoming where it's just, a social activity and then I know that they're not doing more per se. I feel like it's not as big of a problem. That's just me though. Yeah. Mahada, I can't imagine you taking pictures of your daughter with a white boy <laughs> at homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope it doesn't come down to that. Yeah. I don't know. It's maybe get her, get her back home by 11. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would feel so out of place addressing that situation. Me and Zan and Daniel kind of had this experience Hamza, that you're talking about, like, but at, at, in that moment, we collectively kind of decided not to go. I yeah, remember there was, exactly. there was one, there was like, like, I think it was Daniel's senior prom. He really wanted to go, I think, that year. Yeah, um, I was never really interested. In but like, he kind of was like, yeah, my friends aren't going. Like, what am I going to do? You know, so. Mm -hmm. I, I was always like, if Afan and Daniel went, then I would go. If not, then it's not really. Uh, as long as no. you always be following traction, huh? I'm sorry. Yeah. 
So I have a I have a follow up question to that as because I think it's also something that we've grown up with is so would it make a difference if your child was a son versus a daughter for these kinds of questions? <laughs> yeah, I think we were throwing around too many hints. We should throw on some hers as well. Um, yeah, I think I would hope to keep the same standard of rules, honestly. Yeah, but that's me saying it now. But I don't know. I'm gonna let my significant other address the situation either way. <laughs> All hands off deck. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I think yeah, in our now, obviously, it's like there's definitely a different treatment based on gender. You know, it's like you know the guy can be out all night even if he's with his boys, but the girl still has to be home by X p.m. It's uh, hypocritical. Yeah, I hope I'm telling my child, my son, uh, please be home by XPM. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, be home before Ishtar. You know, that's the rule. <laughs> Leva, you're you're the married one out of us. I'm curious if you had this conversation yet. Or... Yeah, no, I think we have, and I think it's more you gotta you gotta be balanced both ways. And if, if the daughter has to be home by X, then yeah, the guy has to be home by X as well. So I think that's the way I think of it. Mm-hmm. I think we, me and Zan pretty much had a curfew when we were growing up. Like even when we we're hanging out with Hamza or Daniel and all the other boys, like, yeah. especially my dad was pretty adamant about it. Like pretty much like if we came home after midnight, we would, we'd like, he's not the type who would get mad, but he'd be disappointed. And that he didn't want to see his disappointment, you know? So. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I feel like I definitely, Harris and I both had curfews growing up as well, even if it was, unless we were spending the night, which those were always fun when we could just like stay up when you were young and just like talk, play video games Mm and stuff like that. Especially uh, the days that was my senior year of high school when like us three and then Zan, Zed and Harris were hanging out a lot. That was some good days. Yeah. Good old days. All right, Hamza, you want to introduce us to our, I guess, you know, on the previous episodes, we've had a question, an overarching question. We've kind of discussed a little bit of a question here, but like, uh, we'll be, we'll discuss this question you had beforehand that we were talking about, um, and we'll go yeah. forward with that. Yeah, absolutely. So this is just something that I guess I've been kind of toying around with, but also seeing on like, you know, YouTube, TikTok, social media stuff is like the rise of professional field or the rise of influencers in professional fields like especially on my tiktok these days i've been seeing a lot of like med fluencers which are like you know medical school students ranging all the way from like attending physicians to ophthalmologist comedians and i've even like noticed some like lawyers and different like law school students doing similar things where across the board in professional fields for people to get like I guess their voice out there, maybe have some kind of platform that they're like doing different videos, different dances, things like, or just different comedy routines, but across professional fields. And I was wondering what you guys thought about that. I would like to start with Josefa because I'm very curious if there's anything like this in your field. I would guess no, but there, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe there is. So I think first I'm just going to start off by saying like, I think from our parents' generation, usually people used to just do one thing. Like you're a doctor, you're a doctor. You just focus on that. And I think going more to our generation now, people do a lot of different things. So you're a doctor, but you're also, you're also doing whatever ABCD, whatever that can be for you. And you're showing that to the world through, well, now it's social media. And I think in accounting, 
I wouldn't say there's maybe I don't, personally I don't follow any accounting social media influence, but I've seen like people on like if I go through TikTok, I've seen some people, or if I go through like consulting, I guess forums. There's a lot of people who like will do that, but regarding consulting and stuff like that. But personally, I don't follow any. But I think it is very prevalent because people, I think, they're trying. I guess everyone's trying to build their own brand. I guess they want to have a brand of who they are, and and I think it makes sense following. Just like I know you just follow athletes, for example, or whether that's actors. I guess everyone wants a brand, and they think and they believe that brand will help them build their career on top of what it already is. Is it career or is it cloud chasing? You tell me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. A little bit of both. Yeah, I think we live in this world where social media has just like really revolutionized the way we think about ourselves. So the number of followers we get, the number of likes we get, the number of views we have sometimes uh, gets people to an element of self-esteem, you know? And uh, I, I think there is a space for influencers, but I think there's a lot of people who do it for virtuous, virtue signaling, uh, just kind of for their uh, personal egos and their own personal benefits rather than the betterment of society at large. Um, so for that, I'm definitely against, but again, there's a space for people who, you know, help, uh, uh, kind of relate to like, you know, the ophthalmologist community you're talking about, Dr. Glockenbach, and he helps like, uh, all these kind of struggles within healthcare and, uh, to find a relatable, whether that's burnout or, you know, uh, just various, various different things. So I think there's a space, but is it a viable career? It should it be independently its own thing. I, I don't think I agree with that. No. Kind of jumping on that point, I think social media has blurred the lines between content and content consumption. So just speaking in medicine in general, like like some of the most popular shows of, of like, you know, the last like 20 years have been things like, you know, Grey's Anatomy and Scrubs. So there's always been like a fascination from people who aren't doctors with what doctors do, because I think it's such a different field, you know, like working in a hospital, what, what that entails. Um but now with social media, like, so basically before like social media, let's think about like when Grey's Anatomy was being developed, like, and I know it still goes on now, but there's a, there's a lag between, you know, first of all, you have to hire actors to play it and then you have to develop a script and then, then it takes the years of production and then you like put it out. Right. But now you can literally hit record on your phone and in an essence do kind of the same, same thing. Like, Hey, this is my life in the hospital. Hey, I got, I got uh, kind of like in a fight with this person today or, you know, I've been struggling on this rotation today or, you know, I forgot to eat lunch today, you know, so that there's like so many such an ease of access onto your life. And I and it probably bleeds into the other fields you guys like with Azan and law and Zefa and, you know, accounting or consulting, which you're talking about. But I think through social media, it's such an easy, easy way to portray what your life entails um, in regards. And do I support it or not? I think I think if it it's making you money and you're doing something that's harmless, you know, you're I'm all for it. Um, but when it gets to the point where it's if like if you're asking me would I ever do it, um, I would do it in a in a way that's never corny. I think some of these people become really corny, and you know, I don't want I want to portray myself as who I am in person. A lot of these people I feel like are acting, um, and you know that goes to not being real on social media, but that's, that's a different discussion, but you know, I'm all for it. If it's, it's making a little cash on the side, you know, I'm also personally very into the cinematic ones. You know, I know there's this guy in Dallas, you guys have probably seen him. He's like, I think he's a software engineer. He like, uh, 
He's oh yeah. Super neat. Like like organizes everything in his drawers. I think he just got like a brand deal with Abercrombie. Um but like he like I think he's a Muslim dude, he, like shows a it's like super like uh, the kind of like Casey Neistat type production, you know, in and TikTok, obviously not the same way, but like very short cuts, very cinematic filming, um, and like like a forty five second day of his life. You know, I'm I'm more about that as opposed to like sitting down and being like like, hey, this is my life, you know. I don't know. I like that more. To me, one thing that I feel like I'm always impressed by is like, obviously I haven't, I'm not uh, on like TikTok or YouTube or haven't done like videos and stuff. The amount of editing and time that I feel like goes into these videos, especially to students that are like in med school or like residents that like are very busy. I feel like that have the time to just put into this. I feel like either they're very efficient or they just have a lot of time on their hands, which I feel like as a medical student, besides this year, I never really did have that kind of time. Yeah, it's probably like something, I mean, it's kind of like we're doing this podcast, right? Like they keep it for their, as their, you know, hobby, as their, what they do in their free time. Cause like, you know, especially for TikTok, it's something you just record like five seconds of your day, like, 10, 15 times and you can make a whole video out of it and you can set it at night right before you go home. And I feel like you get faster and faster at it the more you do it. Um, but uh, I know Hamza, you, you've been considering uh, trying dipping your hand in it and I'm all for it, you know? Yeah, we'll see. It's kind of uh, my younger brother, Harris, he kind of did like a day in the life TikTok of like a college graduate. And then I think the thing that really got me interested is, So basically in medicine, for people that don't know, you have this thing when you're matching called match day, right? And so basically across the U.S., across the world, a bunch of people are finding out where they are matching for the residency for anywhere from three to five years and a bunch of different specialties across the board. And then I think that day and like the following week, I just saw a bunch of like, you know, social media posts about like match day and like how hype people got and like how exciting it was which it is a very exciting and also like nerve-wracking time for everyone and so that i thought was really cool like portraying the other side of like the exciting portions of life and like the exciting portion of like these are the past four years or even the culmination of like undergraduate more than that for some people of like where they're finally like going to be a physician i thought that was a really cool uh like kind of cinematic montage of different people's experiences I agree. I enjoyed watching those videos. Is that what you have to say for uh, Morty for Prez? <laughs> Morty for Prez? Oh, the, yeah. I don't think I would. You know, I, there's a lot of lawyers who are, you know, TikTok influencers, YouTube. I, I enjoy watching their content, but I personally probably wouldn't do it because uh, I don't know if I, I'm interested in it, but. I mean, I, I like those influencers. They're pretty fun to watch. I mean, anything, any hobby on the side is fun. And I think if you're showcasing your profession in a, in a nice, lighthearted way, it's pretty cool. And it drives interest. It, uh, you know, promotes growth. So I'm all for it. But personally, I don't know if I would do it. Uh, yeah, there's just so much. It's kind of time consuming. I'd be more interested in doing something like NBA related. But yeah, it's interesting. I think 
Mahad once said something kind of resonated to me and I think I still think this way is like yeah medicine medicine I like medicine you know I love it whatever you can you can characterize it as but at the end of the day it's a job and I have other hobbies outside of it mm-hmm. and I would more like you're saying I would definitely spend more time showcasing those hobbies or you know kind of like something like this you know I would more rather do this than you know making medicine be my life and I think a lot of the times and I'm sure if you talk to an influencer about that, that's their life. Like even just thinking about planning a video, like you have to think about your whole day around, like, say, if you're like a like a resident, you have to think, think your whole day in the in the mind of a resident because you have to create a video that showcases, you know, your life in medicine. Um, and I, I feel like it would take away from kind of the other hobbies in your life. But because I, I haven't done it. So. No, I, I think me, uh, Nafan and Zan even, we used to follow Casey Neistat a lot. And, you mm. know, I think he was one of the, probably one of the best filmmakers on YouTube in our generation. And, uh, the filmmaking to him came to a crux between, you know, was it going to be filmmaking or was it going to be him in the same way? And he ultimately, I think he stopped filmmaking um, for most of the part. So, you're right. It's a, it's a time-consuming hobby, and the people who are cut out for it, I, I more respect to them. I rather like a fan and a zon might make time for other things in my life that I value a little bit more than uh, creating content and uh, even being a physician. You know. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. I also feel like if you do something and you know you become successful or whatever and have a platform. Once you have a platform, I feel like you can always do other things. You know, for example, let's say if Afan was like, I want to showcase my hobbies, right? But he's like, nobody wants to see my hobbies. But if I do something else and then get a platform, then I can like, you know, showcase my interests or even like, you know, talk about like things of concern that are important to him and things like that. And so I kind of see like both sides of that regard in terms of like, for example, for Izan, right? Like if he does this Twitch stream, I feel like we kind of blew that over. I feel like I would very much watch a Twitch of Izan, like analyzing Celtic stuff. Um, and then going from there, like if he wanted to talk about other things that were important for him, he can like, you know, switch to that given his platform, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That does make sense. I just have a, I have a, I don't know, kind of rational fear of, medicine just consuming my life. I don't think I ever want that to happen. And I think if uh, personally for me, if I ever did something like a day in the life of like a, like attending, let's say, or a resident, I feel like it would at that point would start consuming my life. Uh, and I think the people who do it probably are better at balancing that side of their life with, you know, kind of their other hobbies. But I just would think it would go down a rabbit hole where, you know, I would also always be thinking about medicine, whether it's me actually like, treating patients or me thinking about this this like little influencer thing I'm doing on the side. But Hamza, honestly, no power to you, man. I want I want to see what you put out. I'm excited to see Baltimore in the in the eyes of the oh. of I think what Izan was doing with his band life, that's the perfect that's the extent I would do. Yeah. You know, like show a fit, like show what shoes you're like that stuff gets me excited, you know? Like I'm going to work, but I'm not really showing my work. I'm showing like how I I went to work. And then like maybe I'll I'll throw in like a little like jingle my stethoscope in there something like one <laughs> but but you know but that's that's what's exciting to me you know like like all right like i'm putting on these shoes for work today um i'm leaving at this time i'm coming back i'm eating some this food today you know that's the type of stuff that excites me 
And Hamza, you might be talking to a biased crowd. I think we all have lived similar experiences, and we obviously like to consume content that's from a similar kind of uh, kind of category. So uh, I think there might be crowds out there, circles out there that might appreciate this content way more than we do. And I think there is room for that content. And obviously there is, because that stuff goes viral all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we, or I at least, am like cool uh next tiktok please <laughs> i think it's the easiest time ever to be low-key famous like yeah, it's absolutely. so easy to be low-key famous um, and i think a lot of these people are like if i ever wanted to be famous i would, I would try to be low-key famous you know I, I don't think i'd ever want to be in the in the public spotlight all the time but this is this is a very easily easily accessible way to get low-key famous yeah, I will also say like this, the idea of me becoming a content creator is not like a realistic idea. It was more so like, oh, I might join the med Twitter world and then go from there and maybe make like one medicine day in life thing and then realize how busy I am. It's well, not, I'm not this guy that's like going to go crazy and become this huge social media influencer or something like that. If you did, I would 100% ride your coattails. And second of all, already kind of famous, man. Exactly. To all our listeners, Hamza's already been viral. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, he's got the platform already. Maybe that's what we need. Uh, and we just need a platform. Man. We haven't tasted success like Hamza's. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are deprived. <laughs> I haven't had that high before. Come on. I, the biggest high I've ever had is Hasan I was my story and then reply, man. Come on. <laughs> Did you dirty? Hey, man. Uh, you remember when Snapchat stories story, you could like, repost it to whatever? Yeah. And, like millions of people would look. God, I got reposted to the Atlanta Hawks story. And hey. Atlanta Hawks and uh, uh, the Cavaliers. I want to say this is like 27? I forgot. 16, I think 16. So. 2016. And uh, 1.1 million people saw my 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 Snapchat stories. I was like, oh, I'm famous. Crazy. crazy man, crazy. I remember back in the day, I got um, Lupe Fiasco to like reply to one of my <laughs> tweets or something yeah. like that, and it was one of the most exciting moments. Jason Tatum's grandmother liked my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. He also responded to me on his IG live during quarantine. Oh my gosh. Oh god. Good that work, is on me. Good work. <laughs> so proud of you. Honestly. That was something crazy. I remember I was just yelling. I was like, a fawn, a fawn. Jason Tatum just responded. Yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. So we have. Yeah, this- I hope you get to meet Jason Tatum. Oh, I'd love him, man. He will, inshallah. Man, I'm a manifest that for you, inshallah. Where's he from? He's from St. Louis. Oh man, I'm not going to St. Louis. Uh, Come on, man. I'll get Omer to this that for you, man. Jeez, you need Jalen Brown to bring him to Atlanta. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Brown. No, I heard he goes to so much of the Marietta, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to start going to that much for Jumma, you know? I don't think I've ever seen his honest speechless as when he met Jalen Brown. I, I, really? He was, I he, first of all, he was so nervous to even go up to him. You know, you guys have been seeing those memes. My guy hasn't moved in 10 months. My guy froze or whatever. <laughs> that was me, literally. I was for real, man. I was like, man, it's just a person. So I went up to him and I was like, hey, like, I, I talked. To, I think this is when he uh, was just had just came back from the NBA Africa game. And he had this sick like windmill dunk in the game. So like, I went up to him and I was like, yo, man, I saw you pull off that windmill in the game. I was sick. And he's like, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. And I was like, and then I just kind of told his aunt to come over. 
All I said was, I'm a huge fan. That's it. That's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> you got starstruck, man. I'm literally starstruck. Hey, Paul, you'd do the same thing if you met Chris Paul. It's not, I met Jalen Brown, man. Or Roger That's Federer. Imagine if you met Roger Federer. You'd, you'd be... Oh, dude, if I met Roger Federer, man, I'm staying with him for the night. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, all right. How about in this day and age? Oh, wow. What if y'all saw James Harden in public? Are y'all ignoring him? I actually, I actually, yeah. I actually he's calm, right? James Harden. <laughs> yeah, but now that was like years ago. I'm talking about today. I don't care about no James Harden. <laughs> James Harden's getting washed up, man. I'd be like, yo, little baby. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's still an NBA player, you know, like. <laughs> I feel like I would still go. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, would like, definitely. And then we're just talking a lot of crap right now. There's no way we would actually not. Yeah, I would probably take a picture or something. This is James Harden's yeah, also. Yeah, bad respect. For our, um, so we have a long coat ceremony for graduation. Our school emailed us and said, you can have anyone you want uh, help coat you, essentially. So when I got that email, the first thing I did was I DM'd LeBron. <laughs> I was like, this man, he's not in the playoffs. I was like, it would be kind of cool to have LeBron coat me. <laughs> hey, man, I hope he replies. He didn't. I DM'd a bunch of you. I DM'd a bunch of celebrities. I DM'd Hassan Bai, too, man. He didn't respond. Oh, gosh. That'd be pretty sick, honestly. Yeah. Hassan, uh, he made a joke about Andrew Jackson Hall that was on his social media. I was like, bro, imagine if you came to Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he... Made that joke when we went to go see him in Nashville. I called that joke. And I yeah, was like, you did. I, I was like, he's gonna make this is the first joke he's gonna make. Now, you know, maybe I, I'm a comedian myself. Maybe I need to go cultivate that art of my own. Yeah, you and Shinor should have a comedy special. <laughs> hey man, I, I offered Shinor to come live with me in New York. I'll, uh, I worked and he ran a comedy uh, out of, out of my, my living room, but uh, he he denied my request. He, he said he wasn't down anymore. My boy, talented. Yeah, too much talent. Too much talent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess we can move on to kind of our last topic of the day. Um, kind of our, we were kind of copying uh, the GQ Essentials videos where they get celebrities. Uh, we're going to all be our own celebrity today. Um, and kind of, you know, in, in the video, they kind of pull out like they're maybe their top 10 essentials that they always have to have with them. Um, and it's always interesting to see what these celebrities are kind of carrying around. So I want to see you guys' takes on it. All right, who who wants to start? Who's got the? Hums is our guest, man. Yeah. The guests go first. Why don't y'all go first? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll join along. Don't worry. Uh, I feel like a fine might be a good first candidate for this one. You know. Uh, all right, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll step up to the plate. <laughs> um, all right. So some of my essentials, and this is no particular order. Uh, just prefacing it that way. Um, I'll give. I'll give. What do we say? Five or six? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. How many? So, as many as you want. Well, the thing is, like, some things gotta be like, like if I say like phone and like charger or something, that 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 that, that, that shouldn't count as two, right? No, I would say don't even mention phone because that's an assumption. Oh man, if you don't have the USB C with the you're on the fast charging, you're you're sixty five watt. You're not charging. You're oh not charging. Absolutely uncharging. You're on low power mode the whole day if you don't have that. Honestly, yeah. Let's just say phone. It. Phone is given. Phone is literally an essential for everyone, so. But it's it's not about the phone. It's about the specifics that go along with the phone. Like you got the. You can wallet. maybe mention some apps on your phone that are essential. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, so we'll not we'll not say phone. Okay, and we won't say wallet because all right, you need your wallet. 
you're not you're not getting anywhere. Yeah, yeah, those aren't those aren't like those are everyone's essentials. Yeah, those aren't the essentials. They aren't very specific. All right, okay, we're gonna again. This is no like I'm not ranking these or just not a specific order, but I'm going number one is Apple Watch. Um, so the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I put on my Apple Watch. And honestly, as honest as a testament to this, is the Apple Watch kind of changed my life. Um, I'm very, uh, very much so tracking calories every day. Um, and I literally have, it's to the point where I have a really bad watch tan. Um, every time I would take off my watch, and it's very noticeable, but it's literally the first thing I do every day is I put on my Apple Watch and I love it. So that's number one. Number two is, uh, honestly, it's, it's sitting right next to me right now and I'm going to give it a little shake. Um, these Coca-Cola Tic Tacs. <laughs> if anybody knows me, I am probably the number one Tic Tac fan in the world. And Tic Tac, if you somehow come across this episode, please give me a sponsorship. I will promote you like crazy all over my social media accounts. I'll be an influencer for you. Who knows? But I love my Tic Tac. Specifically, the orange. T- I start off with the orange Tic Tac, and I go between the orange Tic Tac or the Coca-Cola specific Tic Tacs. Right now, I have like eight packs of the 200 packs, eight cases of the 200 pack Coca-Cola Tic Tacs. So it's just something to munch on right now. Obviously during Amazon, it's really hard for me not having Tic Tacs to kind of munch on while I'm studying or, you know, kind of going about my day. Um, and I know a lot of people are into gum and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, I'll have some gum on me, like in my car or something, but I would say even more than gum that's essential for me is Tic Tac. So Tic Tac's number two. Let's see what else. Um, I will have to say, uh, honestly, this is kind of a, a little bit of a cop-out answer, but like a good pair of shoes, I think is essential, like sneakers specifically. Um, I am very much into like cream colored shoes, the very neutral colors, but I've kind of recently had a little bit more pop. Uh, I have some dunks that are blue and gray now, so a little bit more color in my, in my sneaker collection, but that's honestly like a lot of when I'm about to go out, even if I'm wearing scrubs, is I think about what shoes I'm going to wear today. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good conversation starter too, especially for other people who know shoes. And there's a lot of my classmates who are very into shoes as well. And we talk about shoes, um, on the side and, you know, kind of compare on like what they're wearing on their feet and what I'm wearing on my feet. And, uh, you know, it shares, it's, it's a lot of, you know, stories are shared in that way. So I'd say shoes number three. Ah, oh, it's getting tough now. Let's see. Um, I'd say a good scent, maybe like a little cologne. I, you know, deodorant, I don't think is essential because I think everyone should wear deodorant. So those people who aren't wearing deodorant, please wear deodorant. <laughs> um, I think a good, good cologne is an essential of mine. I like a little, you know, I've recently been on the two sprays on the neck gang. So I'll, I'll do that before I head out. So I think that'll be one of my other essentials. And number five, man, this is tough. You know, put me on the spot here I'm trying to think. I feel like I'm going to listen back to this and have like a very obvious answer that I missed. Um, let's see. Number five. Okay. I'm going to say like a, like a sweatshirt or a hoodie in my backpack. I think I always need that. It's whether, especially being in the hospital, like it's very cold. Um, or even if it's like, you know, during the winter time, it's obviously it's cold. So having like a sweatshirt hoodie and when I'm studying, I always put a sweatshirt on. So having a very, like a nice sweatshirt, you know, uh, like maybe like one of those, you know, thick champion ones or just in general, any, like I thrift some sweatshirts here and there. So just having a sweatshirt or a hoodie, um, with me is definitely essential. Not like an AirPods or like any. Okay. No, that, that was going to be my number six. Um, <laughs> AirPods. Thank you for reminding me. Um, 
AirPods is literally the most. If you had to rank them, AirPods would probably be number one. Um, I need the AirPods. You know, it's just it's it's too convenient to have. Like on my walks, if I need to get some work done here and there, um, if I uh, need to block out some people, you know, you know, something you just sometimes don't feel like talking to people, right? So you you put your AirPods in, put a podcast oh, yeah. in, put put on some music. Um, but yeah, AirPods definitely. That's that would be my last one. How many so, of y'all have? faked either a phone call or putting airpods in without listening to anything just I like every day man. I, I do that i've done that like <laughs> consistently literally if i like i so like uh for hamza knows this but like we have to park at the stadium for the uh, like outside our hospital and it's like a 15 to 20 minute walk to the med school then and some days I just hope I don't see any of my classmates on the walk over because I have no, that's like very precious time to me. The, the drive over to the school and that walk is very, very precious time to me because I, I literally signs on about this. I've consumed literally all of JJ Reddick's podcasts since like the last like year. Um, and like someday, you know, on, on test days, I listen to the Quran, you know, so, you know, I'm proud of that. <laughs> And then if it depends on if it goes well or it doesn't go well, listen to music on the way back. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I just find that very, very like honestly sacred time to me, like very, very precious time to me. And sometimes I very much so wish I don't see anyone on, on the walkover. Um, sorry to any of my classmates who may listen to this, but yeah, I, I love my AirPod time in that time. <laughs> awesome. Those are some good essentials. Yeah, good comprehensive list. That was really good. I think one of the funnest thing I was making my own list. That's because. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna forget one that you guys say, and I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, that definitely needs to be in there. But yeah, probably Cologne is probably my weakest one, honestly. The problem I'm having day to day right now is like I don't my, my, I don't do anything day to day. You know, uh, it's like what is truly essential. Uh, so I guess I can go next. So, you know, we said not to talk about this, but I cannot live without my iPhone, Apple case, and my wallet that's magnetically attached. I converted into, uh, you know, the combo wallet iPhone cases maybe five, six years ago. I had this, you know, inability to keep up with my wallet. I would always lose my wallet, but I have not lost my wallet, alhamdulillah, a single time since I made this switch. So this is, it's absolutely an essential for me. Um... You know, I, I was going to say shoes as well. Uh, Afan had already chosen shoes, but I'll, I think I can go in with these. These ones I just converted to about uh, less than a year ago, the Hoka One Ones. Oh, my God. They are the most supportive, versatile, comfortable shoe I've had. They're ugly, but they get the job done. And that's what Team, it is. really is. Um, Zab's on that wave, too. She said it was the most supportive shoe ever. It's just like it's kind of life changing. So I still enjoy my, you know, my kind of platform shoes. I still enjoy my Reeboks, my Blazer Lows, but the Hoka Ona Ona, you know, day in day out. If I'm going to work, if I'm wearing scrubs, uh, if I'm going on a walk, if I'm going to the gym, those are my go-to shoes. Um, number three on the list, uh, I think this gets down to the essentials. Uh, you know, it's a vehicle, but I used to drive a more luxurious vehicle. I think all you need is a Toyota. I think a Toyota gets the job done. So. A Toyota is essential to my day to day. I I cannot stay at home for the life of me. Uh, I have to get out. Uh, I feel I get like I don't know. I get super uh, nauseated when I'm taking home all, all day, so I have to go out. Uh, then after that, I uh, usually when I go out, I go out for coffee. 
coffee is essential to my day-to-day life. I enjoy both making coffee and enjoying coffee out on town. So uh, I can't, you know, survive day in, day out without coffee. I think I need one more. Number five. I think it's just a good, uh, you know, subscription to all the services, whether that's Netflix or some plus. That's a great answer. You gotta have that. You gotta, you gotta find time. For me right now, I got so much time on my hands. You gotta fill up these days somehow. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's what, I, what I'm doing. And number six, I, you know, this should have been number one, maybe a good prayer run. You know, you gotta be able to. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yes. You know, I, I, I tend to think you need to. You really said maybe a good prayer run. <laughs> a good like, prayer run. Uh, Man, the, those Tempur-Pedic ones are life-changing. Yeah, like, they are, they are. Yeah, you, you step out of it, you're like, oh, God, relief. It is a lot of relief. Uh, I oh, want wow. like a petition to change my cologne answer to seeing Maude like, say coffee. I need Coke Zero in my life. That, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, man. Great list, though, Maude. Great list. And you know, I personally one. think Islam is essential to my life, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's and, uh, you know, the wallet case was a little bit of a cop-out answer, but great. It's not a cop-out, man. It changed my life. I'm, I disagree. I think the wallet case is super important. Oh, Mod used to lose his wallet all the time, didn't he? All the time. Yeah. It's, it's Honestly, it was one of the biggest switches in my life. Fair, fair. Great list, though. All right. I guess I'll go next. So... I was, I'm just trying to refine my list as both fun and Ma have been going on, but I think I, I think I got six things I can lay out. So number one for me is I need a hoodie. So I gotta have a hoodie with me and I specifically, one I usually take with me is a, it's like a black Nike. It's like pretty generic or a, a black champion. That one's not really a hoodie. It's more of a sweatshirt. So that's number one. Number two, I guess in my eyes, I was thinking of like what I would take with me if I'm traveling somewhere. That's why more on my list, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is a these Lululemon traveler pants? I bought these like I don't know, maybe like a year and a half ago, and I take them everywhere I go, and I wear them all the time. So it's number two, number three is one, I will do. Uh, number three, I did go with AirPods, even though I don't actually use AirPods as much, but I as I should, but I because I use these wired phone wired ones just because my AirPods do die a lot, and I just forget to charge them. So both my wired headphones and airpods so i'm gonna go with both of them the next one i'm gonna go with is i like to so i know maha and Afan both had shoes but i usually like to carry a pair of loafers specific kohans so that's that's something i carry for just daily wear and then i usually take my laptop everywhere so i'm not gonna say my laptop but with my laptop i do carry this side screen because you know sometimes i have to work remotely so i always need the side screen because i can never work with one laptop or i guess one screen i need multiple screens so that's my other essential. And then I think I have one more left. And I did say I do carry this cool water men's cologne with me that I use everywhere. But And so I think I'll just have to use that one for now. Yeah, that's very, a very, very solid list. All right, is on. Is it you? Hamza, you want to go? or? Yeah, I can, I can go. Yeah. So for me, uh, a couple of things. This is one that I carry around in my car, but something that's essential for me is a change of clothes. Um, so whether it's like going to the gym or for example, there was this one time where I was having had a really intense case with a patient that literally like got blood all over my scrubs. And so having like a change of clothes just in case for any situation has come in handy a lot and something that I've kept up with. Another thing that for me, I feel like I do a lot for essentials is I listen to, so not AirPods, but like listening to something. So whether it's a podcast or an audiobook, 
I'm like always, I'm a big fan of Audible. Um, and they're like different audio, audio book. Uh, one of our good friends, Abdullah, got me into an audiobook series. And ever since then, I've listened to a bunch of different books. Um, another thing is kind of copying Josefa's a little bit is Lulu. Uh, so I got into Lululemon my first year of medical school and got my first pair of joggers. And then during the COVID pandemic, I've had so many different pairs of Lulu joggers now that like I'm always wearing a pair of Lulu joggers, whether it's like going places or just like going on a walk or going to the masjid or like traveling. I'm always wearing something Lulu, especially the Lulu Surge joggers, most comfortable joggers I've ever worn. And I will stand by that for my fourth this is something that's new and i think this might be something that Izan agrees on as well is the daily essential for me now is working out um not necessarily like lifting weights like some of our friends that are very fit mashallah but like just like doing some kind of cardio whether it's like going on a walk running is something that i've picked up recently um or just like you know doing like a quick like hit workout or something like that but i'm like I feel like my day isn't complete now if I haven't like done something active. And then kind of going off of what other people have said, my fifth is probably some sneakers. Uh, I'm a huge fan of my Air Forces, whether it be like, uh, so I have a pair of white Air Forces and then I have a pair of really nice Air Maxes that I'll like switch between. And then the Hokas, I didn't want to take Maha's answer, but I have a pair of Hokas as well and they are revolutionary. I feel like they've changed my life. Like, whether it's walking around the hospital or even just walking like on a walk or going on a run, like I don't feel anything because they're so comfortable and so supportive. I used to have a lot of, cause I'm very flat footed. So I used to have a lot of like pain on my soles and I don't have any of that anymore. And then my last one, definitely. So something that like represents my interests. I feel like I'm always wearing something like whether it's like, I have a bunch of like Marvel socks because I'm like huge into the MCU or I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan. So I'll be wearing like my Ed Sheeran hoodie or like, you know, uh, for example, I'm like big into anime. And so I have like some Naruto T-shirts and things like that. But just something because especially when you're going hanging out with friends or something, it's a very easy like conversation starter if you don't know people. But more than that, it's just like I feel comfortable being able to like be myself. And so I enjoy just like sharing what my interests are as well. Beautiful very, list. Hansa. Very, very solid. That's a very, very thoughtful list. Yeah, man. I'm glad that you've really think about it and reflect. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all gave me a little bit of time and some ideas and you know, I think one, the biggest one thing, thing Hamza, I feel like I would add to your list that I think I always see you with is your Aula water bottle. Dude. Yes. That will be with me in the hospital all the time. I'm a big Owala guy as well. You're totally Owala. right. Owala. That's how you pronounce yeah. it. I always see with that. Just that's something that just caught my job my memory. No, dude, you're totally right. Cause so that's to be a free sponsor for Owala. They're like these water bottles that have a straw and they're free sip. So you can literally like, you know, it's like a camelback. Like you can suck on it and drink water or you can like, yeah, I know. I couldn't think of a better way of saying it. <laughs> who, who laughed? Who, who was that? Yeah, that was or or point, you right? can have like a traditional water bottle where you just like sip it like normally. And so I was like, this is a win-win. Um, and I got a lot of my stuff, to be frank, 
during the pandemic when there were a lot of healthcare discounts for everything. That's where I got the majority of my Lulu stuff. And so Walla also is giving out like free water bottles to healthcare workers. You guys for free? That's crazy. Yeah. Dang, I should take another up on that offer. There was a bunch of just because like Lulu, for example, was doing like a thirty or twenty five percent sale. So who's in the store? So if y'all are interested, yeah, I'm definitely interested. I need some some Lulu pants for sure. Yeah. All right, it's on. It leaves you, man. All right. Well, some of the my essentials kind of overlap, but um, if you know me, you know I'm into sneakers. So I, like Hamza, I always have to have a pair of sneakers. I pretty much don't wear loafers or anything else unless I have to. Unless I'm forced to wear dress shoes. So you'll exclusively see me in a pair of sneakers. And I'm I love Jordans. I love Nikes. But I'm I think I'm like a massive, massive New Balance fan. So. Currently, I've just been rocking the 550s, so and the 992s. So those two, just slip them on. Have to have them with me, especially if I'm traveling. Afan knows this. I like to pay, pack at least two or three pairs, so I like to have my rotation with me at all times. Um, I have to always have some type of Celtics gear with me. Like that's just my thing. Whether it's a T-shirt, jersey, something, I can't go anywhere without that. Uh, I always like to rep. So even when I'm going to bed, I'll wear a Celtics t-shirt. I'm wearing one right now. So I have to always have that with me. Also, if you know me, you know, I'm the gum guy. So I always have to have a pack of gum. I literally always have a pack of gum in my pocket. It's been that way since high school. So, um, it doesn't, I don't really have like a favorite type of gum, but like usually it's like an extra or a trident something. Uh, but I, I just like to chew on gum. Um, kind of also relieve stress. It's just something to chew on. Um, like Josefa, I am really into cologne. So I've recently tried to, you know, start collecting different scents. Uh, my dad is, I'll attribute it to my dad. He's the one who got me into cologne because he has an extensive collection. So growing up, I would always just take from him. So currently my scent right now is Zanab got me a YSL cologne. I've been using that. Um, cool water. Josefa mentioned that as the best cologne you can buy, by the way. It is amazing. Um, and then Obsession for Men by Calvin Klein's really good. El Rasasi, Afan knows about that. That's a really good one. So cologne, you'll always see that in my toiletry bag. I like to smell good. And then another thing that overlaps is probably what Afan said is my Apple Watch. I'm pretty new to the game. I just got an Apple Watch for the first time in January, but I literally, literally cannot go anywhere without it. The only time I take it off is when I'm sleeping. That's it. So, and it's really, really helped me. Like Hamza said, to get in back into the workout game, it's helped me get back into shape. I was a pretty hefty person like six months ago. And just by being able to like track my calories on a daily basis, hit my move goal, I've able to really try to get back in shape. So can't go anywhere without it. Um, another essential is my Birkenstocks, which my oh, that's dad got. A great one. Good one. My dad got me these for Eid and Afan, and my my family's pretty familiar with it. So like, I like to wear house slippers around the house or in my apartment. Um, typically don't like to go walk barefoot. Um, but these Birkenstocks are super comfortable. Just like to lounge in them at, at home. You know, even like I kind of I wear them outside sometimes. Like if I have to go check the mail, throw the trash out, 
or if I'm going to go play basketball on an outdoor court, I'll throw on my Burks before I throw on my shoes. So those Burks are like an absolute necessity. I actually forgot to bring them for spring break back home. And I just, I, I was just kind of lost. I was like, I don't have any house slippers to wear at home. So what do I do? So house slippers and Burks, those are it. Uh, another thing, the last two things, uh, during quarantine, Zam got me a, a Celtics water bottle, just a water bottle in general. That's an essential. I try to drink a gallon every day. Lately, it hasn't been working out too well, but it's a 32 uh, fluid ounce bottle. So there's 128 fluid ounces in a gallon. So fill that water bottle up four times a day. You're, you hit a gallon. So it has really reiterated my need of drinking water on a consistent basis. And it has really helped me stay away from soda and sugary drinks because I just, you know, force myself to use that water bottle and take it everywhere with me. And then my last essential is my Twitter account. I would be lost without it. I tweet all my thoughts. If I, I, if you know me, you know that if uh, I can't keep any thoughts in my head, I like to use Twitter as a medium to like just get it out of my head. So it's a way of expressing my thoughts on pretty much just sports in general. And it really, really helps me just like kind of just have a hobby outside of what I like to do. So yeah, those are my essentials. Very, very solid list. Very solid list from everyone. Yeah, really solid list. Yeah, I agree. These on, I'm always just like amazed at how consistently you're able to tweet. Like your Twitter account, like not many people would list their social media as an essential the way I would list your Twitter account as an essential. Yeah, man, I like I I need Twitter. Like that's where I get all my news from, sports or non-sports. I interact with fans on there. Like Celtics fans, NBA fans. What's your least favorite Twitter feature? My least favorite Twitter feature. I'm hoping we send this to the Twitter, you know, uh, I mean, I would love to have an edit button. You you guys saw what happened to my Twitter the other day, man. Like, (laughs) I'm getting, like, I'm not even getting tweets from people I follow anymore. I'm getting, like, random. (laughs) You can't recommend it, bro. Yeah, did it it change or no? Yeah, no, it's still the same way. Like, Like, okay, I follow the basketball thread on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I get that, and I also follow the Chris Paul one, so I get I get all the news through that, right? But I just get the most random tweets now, and like the 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 formatting's off, and everything is just it's it's got me in a bind, honestly. Have you tried to contact customer service? Oh, man, I'm contacting Elon directly, man. That's what's gonna happen. We need a we need a podcast sponsor, so Lululemon. I heard a lot of Lulu and Hoka. Tic Tac, we're, we're all looking at you. Hoka, sponsor. Hoka, yeah. yeah we were, me, me and Zan Maher talking to someone <laughs> last Saturday. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, something might be in the works, y'all. You never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, stay yeah, tuned. Come are out here doing God's work for all of us, for me, huh? Maybe we'll have a sponsor soon, Sean. Well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe the next time we're recording, we'll all be in person. Who knows? Hey, inshallah. I was I was hoping that we could maybe do this once a month, be a little bit more consistent. Yeah, once a month. Yeah, would be easy. We we say that, but yeah, I think once a yeah, month is pretty achievable target, though. Yeah, definitely do it. No, no. I'm available. Yeah, month until Afan hits third year when he's on those different rotations. Yeah. I think I can make out an hour out of a month. I don't think that's that's too hard. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah, inshallah, that's true. 
Y'all want to wrap it up for today? I know we've been getting over over an hour, I think, now. So. Yeah, I think we can oh, save our sports take. Maybe if we record in May again, we'll be deeper into the playoffs, so we can give a, a little bit more comprehensive review at that point. Yep. yep. Hamza got a song of the day. Oh, shoot. I guess it's Ramadan. Maybe yeah. we don't do that, but... Maybe, maybe we don't put out a song of the day. <laughs> no, just make sure to publish after uh, Iftar. Yeah. <laughs> Something in my conscious, man. Won't let me. Won't let me do the YouTube to MP3 converter. Today. Does, does he got? Does he got a suit of the day? Suit of the day. Suit of the day. Suit of the day. We'll go with the Surah Mulk. Okay. I'll put the first five eyes of Surah Mulk on that. Hey, man. Mashallah. An early Eid Mubarak to all our Muslim listeners. We hope you all have a good Ramadan. The last ten days are eventful. So. Reconnect with, with God, inshallah. Brilliant inshallah. episode. Thank you, Hamza, for for joining us. Man. That was really fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Can't yeah. wait to have you again, man. Yeah, I appreciate you being on, man. And we'll see you all hopefully next month. So. And this is Surah Monk. تبارك الذي بيده الملك وهو على كل شيء قدير الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا وهو العزيز الغفور الذي خلق سبع سماوات طباقا ما ترى في خلق الرحمن من تفاوت فارجع البصر هل ترى من فطور